Our bullshit detectors go off when scholars point to violent chimps and few cherry-picked horticultural human societies mislabeled as foragers, claiming these as evidence of ancient tendencies toward warfare. Even more troubling, these scholars often remain mute on the distorting effects on chimps of food provisioning, ever-shrinking habitats under siege from armies of hungry soldiers and poachers, reduced living space, food and genetic vigor. Equally troubling is their silence on the crucial effects of population demographics and the rise of the agricultural state in the likelihood of human conflict. The Napoleonic Invasion the Yanomami Controversy. As the summer of love was winding down and Jane Goodall's first reports of chimpanzee warfare were exploding into public consciousness, Napoleon Chagnon suddenly became the world's most famous living anthropologist with the publication of Yanomamo, The Fierce People. The year 1968 was a good one to come out with a dashing anthropological adventure, Yarn, claiming to prove that warfare is ancient and integral to human nature. The year began with the revolution in Prague and the TET offensive in Vietnam. Martin Luther King Jr.'s worst dream came true in Memphis. Robert Kennedy was felled in a hotel kitchen and blood and chaos ran in the streets of Chicago. Richard Nixon slinked into the White House. Charles Manson and his lost followers plotted mayhem in the dry hills above Malibu. And the Beatles put the final touches on the White Album. The year ended with three American astronauts for the first time ever gazing back upon his, this fragile blue planet floating on eternal silence praying for peace. Given all that, perhaps it's not surprising that Chagnon's account of the quote-unquote chronic warfare, of the quote-unquote innately violent, Yanomami struck a public nerve. Desperate to understand human murderousness, the public lapped up his depictions of the day-to-day brutality of people he described as our contemporary ancestors, quote-unquote. Now in its fifth edition, Yanomama the Fierce People is still the all-time best-selling in anthropology with millions of copies sold to university students alone. Shagnon's books and films have figured prominently in the education of several generations of anthropologists, most of whom accepted his claims have to have demonstrated the inherent ferocity of our species. But Chagnon's research should be approached with caution, as he employs a host of dubious techniques. Ferguson found, for example, that Chagnon conflates common murder with war in his statistics, as does Pinker in his discussion of the Jebusi. But more importantly, Chagnon fails to account for the effects of his own disruptive, rather Hemingway-esque, presence among the people he studied. 
According to Patrick Tierney, author of Darkness in El Dorado, quote, The wars that made Shagnon and Yanomami famous, the ones he wrote about which relished the fierce people, began on November 14, 1964, the same day the anthropologist arrived with his shotguns outboard motor and a canoe full of steel goods to give away, unquote. Tierney cites Shagnon's own doctoral thesis, showing that in the 13 years prior to his arrival, no Namue, a large branch of the Yanomami, had been killed in warfare. But during his 13-month residence among them, 10 Yanomami died in a conflict between the Namue and the Patanawateri, which is another branch. Kenneth Good an anthropologist who first went to live with the Yanomami as one of the one of Shagnon's graduate students and stayed on for 12 years, described Shagnon as a, quote, hit-and-run anthropologist who comes into villages with armloads of machetes to purchase cooperation for his research. Unfortunately, wrote Good, he creates conflict and division wherever he goes, unquote. Part of Shagnon's disruptiveness, no doubt, resulted from his blustery, macho self-conception, but his research goals may have been an even bigger source of problems. He wanted to collect genealogical information from the Yanomami. This is a tricky proposition, to say the least, given that the Yanomami consider it disrespectful to speak names out loud. Naming the dead requires breaking one of the strongest taboos in their culture. Juan Finkers, who lived among them for 25 years, say, quote, To name the dead among the Yanomami is a grave insult, a motive of division, fights, and wars. Unquote. Anthropologist Marshall Salins described Shagnon's research as, quote, An absurdist anthropological project trying to work out the ancestor-based lineages among a people who by taboo would not know, could not know, could not trace, and could not name their ancestors, or for that matter, could not bear to hear their own names. Unquote. Shagnon dealt with his host's taboo by playing one village off against another. In his own accord account, he began taking advantage of local arguments and animosities in selecting my informants, traveling to other villages to check the, the genealogies, picking villages that were on strained terms with the people about whom I wanted information. I would then return to my base camp and check with local informants the accuracy of the new information. If the informants became angry when I mentioned the new names I acquired, from the unfriendly group, I was almost certain that the information was accurate. I occasionally hit a name that put the informant into a rage, such as that of a dead brother or sister that other informants had not reported. To recap, one, our hero swashbuckles into Yanomami lands, bringing machetes, axes, and shotguns. He presents to a few select groups thereby creating disruptive power imbalances between groups. Number two, 
he detects and aggravates pre-existing tensions between the communities by goading them to disrespect each other's honored ancestors and dead loved ones. Number three, inflaming the situation further, Shagnon reports the offenses he's provoked using the resulting rage to confirm the validity of his genealogical data. Number four, having thus inflicted and salted the Yanomami wounds, Shagnon sallies forth to seduce the American public with tales of deringdu among the vicious and violent quote-unquote savages. The word anthro has entered the vocabulary of the Yanomami. It signifies, quote, a powerful non-human with deeply disturbed tendencies and wild eccentricities, unquote. Since 1995, Shagnon has been legally barred from returning to the lands of the Yanomami. When anthropologist Leslie Sponsel lived among the Yanomami in the ni- mid-1970s, he saw no warfare. Just one physical fight and heard a few loud marital disputes. Quote, To my surprise, writes Sponsel, people in my village and three neighboring villages were simply nothing like the fierce people described by Shagnon. Unquote. Sponsel had brought along a copy of Shagnon's book with its photos of fighting Yanomami warriors as a way to explain the sort of work he was doing. Quote, Although some of the men were absorbed by the pictures, he writes, I was asked not to show them to children as they provided examples of undesirable behavior. These Yanomami, Sponsel concluded, did not value fierceness in any positive way. Unquote. For his part, in, in over a decade of living among them, Good witnessed a single outbreak of war. He cut his association with Shagnon eventually, having concluded the emphasis on Yanomami violence was quote-unquote contrived and distorted. Good later wrote that Shagnon's book had quote blown the subject out of any sane proportion, arguing that what he had done was tantamount to saying that New Yorkers are muggers and murderers. <laughs>